0: Once again, let me start this episode with an apology. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, comedic now. So the episode that I just posted yesterday, something went wrong with the upload, and for whatever reason, only the first 30 minutes were loaded. I don't know what happened. All the files that I have here show everything is legit. Something happened in the upload process, and... That's all there is to it. So here's the interview with Fred Ranger talking about the X-106 in its totality. If you've already listed to the first 30 minutes, then skip ahead by 30 minutes, and you should be all cut up. But otherwise, if you haven't, then here you go. <laughs> Fingers crossed, knocking on wood, on with the show. Welcome to Fujilove. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fujilove Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to Fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. We, we had the Fuji summit. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the summit?
1: This time around, I, I wasn't able to watch the summit, but I've uh, since then looked into some of the initial reviews or, you know, first, uh, first impressions and so on. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. You know what? Same here. I, I really didn't have the, the desire to, to actually watch the summit. I mean, I love Fujifilm. Love them dearly, but they could use a little bit more oomph to their presentations.
1: Yeah, it's, it it usually feels weird, you know, like to to when they interact and they read their scripts. So uh, let's just put it this way: I mean, Fuji makes great cameras and a little bit less great presentations.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're not Apple.
1: <laughs> That's for sure.
0: Oh um, but they did make some banger promotional videos and uh i did get to see those as well as some of the uh the the review people uh, i think uh kai did, did one where he got hands-on uh availability for and tested out the fuji uh it, it was pretty good everybody else's uh videos were pretty pretty rock solid yeah but we're here to talk about the Fujifilm X100 version 6 or just the 6 I, I have a hard time with the the VI <laughs>
1: it, it does look weird but uh, yeah I guess it's the 6 iteration
0: yep the X100 6 uh, yeah I guess that's the official nomenclature it's kind of a bummer that they have to break the the syllabic count to it yeah <laughs> but uh but syllabi i guess uh we, we we could get used to it um my god this this camera has already uh set pre record uh, pre uh pre purchase records um uh, there was rumor going around that china was already pre ordering like half a half a million <laughs> units already uh when you did did you hear about that
1: uh no i didn't hear about the the, the china thing and what i what i did hear about is a certain mark sadowski pre-ordering that camera that that's what i heard about <laughs> oh yeah oh that i was
0: so so the camera was announced on tuesday i had pre-ordered it on saturday <laughs> uh my local camera store uh i went there and uh just on a whim i'm like hey guys can i pre-order that camera i know it's not official yet but uh you know you know uh, is that doable they're like oh yeah sure you're not the first one (laughs) (laughs) everybody who had their pre-orders or being on the waiting list for the x100 uh, Mark uh, Mark V or the V, yeah, they all changed their weight status to the the six, and they you know anybody who put down money already is going to essentially be first, and yep. everybody else who just were on the waiting list w- without putting anything down you know they'll they'll get the first available. So since I put down my credit card <laughs> I'll be first in line to get get one uh wh- whatever one is available. They asked me uh do I want the black one or the silver one? I'm like I want the one that's in stock. The one that's <laughs> available. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that's that's going to uh come soon as possible. Although Fuji uh, if I recall said that uh it, it's going to start shipping on the 28th I think oh,
1: yeah. yeah so that's like in a couple days
0: but i see people already have them uh, people are showing off their their cameras they're doing their photos uh i don't know how some people are getting getting it early unless Connection. the photos are altered <laughs> exactly but uh but yeah the hype around this camera is just just unreal it is it it is just crazy uh which well earned it's such a great camera and having so many pre-orders already not surprising and i guess the first thing that we could point out is that This is the first X-100 that is being assembled in China instead of Japan. Yeah. Uh, Which I know is a sore spot for a lot of people, but given the sheer popularity of this camera and the issues that the predecessor had, this is probably a good move on Fuji's part.
1: Yeah, and that's actually what, I guess, enables them to keep the price a reasonable price point uh, around the world because um, as we know everything went up over the past couple of years and it's it's hard to keep aggressive price points uh, the parts are getting you know very high uh, in terms of pricing and the, the labor and so on and so forth so I guess uh, at the end of the day it was a, a business move that will ultimately serve the customers I mean we haven't tested the difference in the build quality but I'm I'm sure it's up to any uh, other manufacturers specs and including Fujifilm, which are known to, you know, produce very robust type of of cameras. So to be honest, I mean, in 2024, building in China, I mean, all the manufacturers do it. It was great that they were able to do it in Japan for so long. But uh, hey, it's just uh, the reality of the world is that if you want to keep an aggressive price point, you might have to go to to China to produce, uh, you know, electronics these days. And being able to scale
0: to such a demand, it, it's exactly. Japan just wasn't able to, to, to keep up with it. And, yep. and China is able to scale scarily efficiently. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I totally, uh, I totally understand the reason why. Uh, but the second thing I wanted to bring up is the increase in price. Did that come as a surprise to you or how how do you feel about the increase?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, everything is going up. So I I wasn't really surprised by the increase in price. If you look at all the generations, and again, this is not uh, exclusive to Fujifilm. Every time there's a new model that comes to the market, of course, there's the RD that was put into the uh the development of the camera. There's also inflation. So there's a bunch of factors that are uh, uh you know justifying that price increase. And for this iteration, I will admit that there's a couple of features that you know I'm I'm sure it increases the 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 manufacturing price. If you look at the IBIS system that's in there, that's something I'm, I'm sure we're gonna talk in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but also the some of the some of the specs. Uh, in terms of the uh, uh, the body itself and everything, so I think for me that 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 probably justifies the increase in, in price. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm not happy about it. But it's just uh, the reality of the world we live in right now. Completely, it, it
0: is. Yeah, it, it it stung, but you know, I, I I get why they did it. It didn't come as a surprise, uh, especially when the rumor was that the ibis was being. Put into the camera i knew that we were going to have to pay for that and and sure enough we did i'm pleasantly surprised that it's not as high as i thought it might be uh, I, I think it's what 200 more than the previous version yep yeah i think i think that's fair uh given the the craziness of the world right now uh the the, the more features that they're putting into the camera, although not a whole lot more, but the features that they're putting in are, they're a doozy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's it's not just the actual IBIS system, it's the miniaturization of the IBIS system. That's not to, something to to neglect because uh, that's a way smaller body than an XH, X-H2S or a X-T5 and so on. So they've been able to bring it into a respectable size Yes, fit within that very small body, although it is a tad, you know, a bit more uh, uh, width, I think, or something like that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's still a very, very small compact camera. Totally. Um, Let's see, what what other
0: features do we have in there? We have the 40 megapixel uh, X-Trend sensor, uh, same as the uh, X-T5 and the X-H2 that is probably the biggest reason why the ibis was put into the camera how do you yeah. feel about that do you did you did you want the 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 stacked sensor on the fuji uh, on the x100 or were you, were you happy that they're using the 40 megapixel
1: it's always a balancing act, right? So I, I love the fact that you can crop in with that 40 megapixel. So you can use your 23 millimeter lens and do a, 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 a 2x and, and 3x without losing any quality. Uh, may, you know, maybe a bit of the megapixel side of things, but still have a very high res image depending on. You know how much you crop, so that 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 I really like because when you travel and you use a an X one hundred, like I you know did multiple times, uh, sometimes when I want to crop in with twenty four megapixel or twenty six, it's it's a bit tight. But uh, so that I really love the one thing I will say though is that that um, stack sensor that you find in the XH 2s would have I would have loved to see it in there to as an option because in terms of low light, um, which also happens to be a lot of the travel photography out there, I would have appreciated the option to go for that sensor. So I I think we discussed that last time around, and we thought yeah. that maybe they would come to market with two versions, one high-res and one uh, a bit more low-light capability and more focused on video. But uh, yeah, I guess they went with the the sexiest uh, <laughs> 40 megapixel that, uh, you know, they, they are, they're still a business at the end of the day. And uh, on the marketing front, 40 megapixel looks better than 26, I guess you know what i actually think the reason
0: the big reason why they they didn't split i mean i'm totally speculating here but uh i think if if they were able to use the xt5 battery the the larger battery that Mm. might have been a possibility but they're still using the same battery as uh the previous model the the older uh battery size yeah i think that probably contributed in doing the lower uh uh, not lower that's the wrong word to say uh the 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 40 megapixel sensor rather than uh, a higher demanding probably battery yeah, uh, crunch of the um, the stacked sensor.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm basing this on a completely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, it, it does make sense. That that was actually one of the biggest letdown. I think from the announcement, I was I don't know how they could have done it, but uh, I was expecting them maybe even to come up with a, a, a different battery. That battery is starting to get old, and I remember when I was using it at my XT two and uh, even XT three. Um, man these batteries go go fast and <laughs> even fast. the yeah. X100 i mean although you can use the uh, optical viewfinder to reduce the bat and and turn the, the the back screen off and all this great stuff but i mean at the end of the day in 2024 uh battery power shouldn't be shouldn't be an issue uh yes you can bring five batteries in your pocket like uh, we used to do but i would have appreciated a a bit uh more options on that front and going with the same old NWP, I think it's called. Yep. Um, yeah, that 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 was probably everything else I love about the, the announcement. That one, I was like, oh, they, they still went with that. Okay. I guess they, they did some software optimization and stuff like that, which is great, but nothing beats a, a a chunkier, you know, more durable battery. That that's for sure.
0: I'm kind of curious to see when this gets into everybody's hands if there's going to be a complaint about heat, mm. because we had that, that, uh, not, it wasn't so much of an issue. People did notice that the camera was getting warm with the X 100 V. And because this is a 40 megapixel sensor, I don't know if that's going to generate any more heat. If you know, people will, Sub- notice a su- substantial difference. I'm kind of curious.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I think, I think we'll have to test it. Uh, you know, maybe you'll, you'll be able to report uh, when you get yours in a, in a couple of days, uh, how yeah. how, long, how many shots there's always the theory the theory around, you know, shots, number of shots, and then there's a real world review when it's cold, it's hot and, yep. you know, you go through the elements and, uh, you turn it off, turn it on. So. Uh, yeah, we, we need some real world testing, uh, to be, uh, to have our own opinion on that. Totally. Uh, and I, I don't care if this thing will heat up like a Sony, I'm still buying it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing, uh, Mark, I don't know for you, but I was also surprised. And then we can go on to the, 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 the juicy good stuff. But the other thing I was a bit surprised was the, the single, uh, card slot, but not only that, the UHS-1. Uh, I mean, again, I know this is not a sports camera. I know this is not, you know, a camera that you'll use for fast-paced shooting, but I mean, with 6.2K open gate and all these these video features, I was surprised by the good old UHS-1 single card slot uh, that they put in the, in the X-106. How about you?
0: I was too. Um, I know that the the x100v was it was okay at doing video i I mean it wasn't a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination but it 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 still did fine like i was able to get some decent video footage uh and put it up on my uh youtube channel and you know it, it was good passable um and with the nd filter the the you know doing video on the x100v was just so much easier so much less to to carry apart from the batteries but (laughs) um i had fun with it. it it was a it was a good novelty i mean totally photography was the the main takeaway but The video was fine. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit surprised about that, too. I always had a feeling it was going to be one card slot anyways, but not having it to be a a better card slot, yeah, that came as a little bit of a surprise. But I don't know if it was a way to just keep the cost down. Maybe in the the next version, we'll see the better card slot.
1: Yeah, the the other option is, um, having that internal storage that uh, Ricoh and Leica and all these camera brands are starting to to push, uh, that would have yeah. been very nice. E- even like, I don't know, 64 gigs, I mean, it doesn't have to be super uh, big, but just so you have that reassurance that you can have a backup. Or if you forget your card, which has never happened to me, never, ever in 25 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you you can still shoot with your camera. So that, that, that would have been, uh, that would have been a nice addition. But again, to your point, it has to make sense financially and as a user experience. So it was a, it was a right balance, I guess, for that type of camera. I wonder how much room it would have taken to have the internal memory. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the price of uh, memory in general and it's, you know, going down every, every year and it's getting cheaper and cheaper. And, uh, I don't know, a, 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 a direct 64 gigabyte little chip that you put on there. I mean, if Ricoh can put it in uh, two years ago, three years ago, and have a camera that's price uh, lower, actually, now that the, the new X106, I uh, think it's feasible. Anyways, we're speculating, to your point.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like to, to your point, like exactly. The, the Ricoh is able to have a smaller camera body and have the internal storage. And the the tape too. The, yeah, like the I, I don't know how much extra room that would warrant, because the size of the, the the physical size of an internal storage unit, I think, is pretty small. And if you could fit like a little sixty four gigabyte solid state drive in there, I mean the the the, the one twenty eight or anything like that is. Not far behind. I don't think there's that much difference in size at all. I mean, yeah. if you think of like a, a little uh, SD card, the the 128 is the same size as the 64 and so forth. Having that inside, I don't think it would be a huge issue. It might have increased it another few millimeters. I don't know. Uh, I, I would have liked to see the internal storage uh for for this camera i think it, i think that would have been a better fit than two two card slot yeah. yeah i agree yeah but i mean again maybe they have to save something for next time um yeah i mean it's not i mean clearly it's not a deal breaker <laughs> no, no no for sure for sure uh i am looking forward to trying out the the digital zoom on, on this camera because of the, uh, increased pixel size. Uh, I, I definitely want to give that a try. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun with it back on the X 70 when it was first, uh, a, a thing that was able to be done. And then I had a good time doing that on the, uh, X 100 V. So on this camera, it's just going to be much, much more efficient.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I use it all the time uh, with with other cameras, high megapixel cameras, and it's uh, such a lifesaver. You know, when when you want to go light and just have one camera, but uh, you feel more confident because you kind of have three three lenses in your pocket uh, on that uh, fixed lens camera. Of course, it's not the same depth of field if you have a fifty mil or eighty five mil or whatever, but uh, it can, it can do the trick. Yes. Yeah,
0: I'm curious to see. If you can still use the digital zoom, if you're using the telephoto converter,
1: Mm. so then you you would have even more focal length, yeah, that
0: overreach, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll have to give that a try uh, because I'm. I plan on getting the X one hundred six, and then sometime next month, maybe pick up either the wide angle or the teleconverter. I haven't figured out which one I want more yet.
1: Um. Most likely, I'll get the teleconverter. Yeah, I think it's uh, I, I have both. Uh, I actually sold one, but uh, I used both. And uh, this is I think I have a video on my YouTube channel, but this is probably the most enjoyable and smallest travel kit, you know, when you have both the wide angle and the teleconversion lens, the TCL X100, I think they're calling yeah. the WCL. Yeah. That makes it, and to your point with the digital teleconverter, like that makes it a, a very powerful kit, throw in there the ND filter and you've got, uh, the ultimate travel camera in my, in my books. I love that ND filter, the, the ND filter on the,
0: on the V it was such a great thing to have when I was out and about, and doing some waterfall photos. Not, not exactly a huge waterfall but it you know it, it was enough <laughs> but uh but yeah I had a good time with it. it you know just be able to to just click it on and not have to worry about uh adding anything to to the glass it, it was very convenient and had a good time with that um having it on this one I think is just. Chef's kiss, it, it, it's perfect, and, and of course the leaf shutter. Going to have lots of fun with that. I, I have certainly, certainly missed having that kind of functionality uh, on the camera. Playing a, a play with the flash sinks and all that.
1: Yeah, that leaf shutter on un- enables a lot of uh, a lot of things, including that 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 fast uh, flash sync, but also being super quiet. I mean, this is probably one of the most subtle camera for street photography available on the market that and the i guess the the Leica Q but the, those leaf shutters man they're they're so good for street photography.
0: Now how do you feel about the that uh camera to cloud integration the what what is that frame io that they yeah, have?
1: frame.io I, I think this one is a bit of of an overkill to be honest like will you really use an X106 to upload to cloud natively and have a team maybe you will I mean that's great if you have a <laughs> a team that's on the other hand uh you know already trying to assemble your video and, and stuff like that um or maybe it's a great workflow for you in the studio I don't know but uh, it's for for this camera I'm not sure it's the the best feature it's there it's cool don't know who's going to use it I think it's more something that the xh2s and xh2 and xt5 uh more more suited for but again it's 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 there they 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 threw it in there and it's um it's a nice feature to have it is a weird feature like
0: i i'm curious to see if this will work over all right for example if i'm out and about and i'm photographing some street photography and i have my ipad with me can i sync this camera to my iPad and using my data service, can I then send that image to the cloud?
1: Yeah, I think that's the concept.
0: Yep. In which case I need a better data plan. <laughs> 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 I wonder if I wonder if there was this this feature alone, whatever internal process that is required to do the frame IO if they had on a balancing scale on the one side, you have frame IO on the other side, internal storage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take into it. <laughs> uh, because I'm with you. I, while it's a cool feature, this seems more like studio work than it does or, or commercial work than it does for, any kind of street photography slash casual photography slash travel photography. Although if you're using it for news reporting, that might be helpful.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess. Again, if, you, if there's another, t- another team on the other end uh, waiting for your files, uh, yeah, that could be a, the fastest way to get to, to deliver to them. Yeah.
0: I I will give it a try. I if If it's able to be used with my iPad, then I, or, or even through my iPhone, my iPhone, I have unlimited data. Uh, I, I will certainly put that to the test. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you can choose to deliver raw files or JPEG files, uh, having one get sent instead of the other. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll have to look into it um, because I know, absolutely nothing about it other than the fact that it exists uh, but if it can send out the JPEGs that's actually not too bad
1: yeah that's pretty cool
0: yeah and of course can't talk Fujifilm without talking about film, film simulations we of course. finally have Reala Ace on an X-Trans sensor Are you looking forward to this?
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned you 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 like that film Sim, right? It was
0: pretty good.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, let me let me take that back. Um, Yes, it's 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 good. I don't know if it's good enough to like to to use on a regular basis. Like this Hmm. is probably on par with like the Provia uh film simulation in that you can use it to 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 get decent photos without having it to be like it doesn't have oh how do I say this like for for a wedding client if I'm photographing a wedding I want to have it be fit fit the wedding basically. And, and Provia is like, you're all around film simulation that can, can handle that classic neg. You really don't want that. that that's a little bit too much character. Yeah. If you catch my meaning Riala is on par. While having different looks, it, it can pass as like something that a client would like to have. It, yeah, you know, right. as opposed to Eterna Bleach bypass.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, for me, it's a bit too, you know, contrasty or, or the the hard tonality to it. I'm not sure I I, I dig so much. I understand uh, that some people might like that uh, that look, but I'm I, I guess I'm a very uh, you know classic guy because I like classic chrome and nostalgic neg. Those are my two uh, favorites for photography.
0: <laughs> I love classic neg if the setting calls for it yeah you're right you're right like if you have any kind of red in a photo oh my god it just it just gives it a pop that that is uh just beautiful to look at but you fail that look <laughs> 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 and it crashes and burns yeah uh, pretty harshly you either get it 100% or you don't <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least in my experience, uh, results may vary for other people. <laughs> uh, I am happy that Riala is going to be available for the uh, the X X one hundred six, but in a shocking twist to to uh, deviate from the X one hundred talk, Fujifilm announced that they are doing some true Kaizen firmware updates for our fifth-generation cameras, the the X-H series of cameras, the X, X-T5. Uh, they are getting some updates to the autofocus. They are getting the updates to the video capabilities uh, uh, in, in that you can – Touch to uh, touch the L C D screen to keep focus on a subject, lock lock your focus. And we're getting the Riala rate a uh, Reala Ace film
1: simulation on those cameras. Well, market feels just like 2012 and 13 and 14 and 15 when Fujifilm oh my was, God, yes. it was just the norm, right? So you would you would buy an X Pro one or two. You would stick with the camera for four or five years and still get every year a massive update. I remember when they, I think they, they added 4K to the X-Pro2 or something. I like was like, whoa, okay. something yeah. very generous. Thank you, Fuji. Um, and in the past, I would say two, three years, it was, it was a little bit more quiet on that front. It was more like bug fixes and stuff. So I'm happy to hear. So are you saying that my X-H2S, that I was about to like... Maybe consider moving on from because it didn't have uh, that autofocus tracking. Are you saying that this is coming to my X, uh, XH2S? yeah And I'll be able to touch the to track. Oh, my God. Okay. That's that's a big news for me. Big news tonight.
0: That is super huge. And it'll be able to display, like, the, do the outline on your LCD screen that you're recording. So
1: <laughs> <something> that <the laughs>
0: after, after three years, like,
1: guys, come on. It's just a red box. Please put it I on. Know, right? It's <laughs> like the X-T5 and all these other cameras. Yeah. It is such
0: such a breath of fresh air. Like, I, I was not expecting that. I, I really gave up on the the whole Kaizen feeling uh, a while ago. They, they, they would do, like, improvements to autofocus here and there, which was, you know, it was good. But it's not the icing on the cake that we want. <laughs> it's the meat and potatoes sure but come on guys give us a little candy <laughs> uh and, and sure enough they delivered this was this was really cool um and, and i'm looking forward to that because that allows me to if i'm going to use riella ace for something like a wedding then i could be a little bit more consistent with my uh with, with the look and feel um but that means i have to get rid of my xt3 and xt4 <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean small details i i guess i'll have to start uh saving up some money but uh yeah
1: it, 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 it's 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 pretty cool news um, when is that coming mark uh that this that summer this summer got it yeah we
0: have to wait a little bit longer but yeah. you know what it's coming I'm, I can wait. <laughs> It'll be fine.
1: The one thing uh, that I thought was interesting is that they they lowered the ISO, um, the the base ISO, right, one twenty five. That's it's again. Those are very small details that sometimes get overlooked uh, behind the big updates like the forty megapixel, the Ibis, and all this great stuff. But again, if you get if you gain a stop in ISO base ISO, not the extended one. Um, that's a win because then you can use, you know, higher, uh, half, uh, we can go like to F2 and in, in, in brighter conditions, yep. um, before kicking in the ND filter. So, so for me, those are all like little small details that the engineers are putting in that again, gets lost in a big announcement, but, uh, 125 is, uh, it's getting close to hundred, which is uh, pretty much, uh, best in class. Totally. Totally. Um, and then finally,
0: Uh, the we have the 6k
1: video yeah but uh, uh, how do you feel about that i mean okay so so here here's my take thank god they put it in because it would have been a miss with that ibis not putting in the 6.2k because now you get basically open gate that allows you to do you know to crop in for vertical content and a horizontal, yeah. horizontal content. So for me, that is a now it's becoming a serious video camera with that IBIS Four on the fly on the go type of content creators. I'm looking forward to hearing the internal mic if they, they've done some improvement there, they didn't announce anything. But uh, internal mic is always an interesting one. But um, also, you can always attach uh, an external mic, which is great. But uh, for me, that that 6K, 6.2K, 30P, 422, 10-bit internal recording. Wow, that's a that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> enables content creator to, to, to do more with that camera. So you can now depend on one camera versus bringing two cameras in your bag. And for me, anything that simplifies a travel kit or a content creator kit, I'm all for it. Uh, I love having the big camera in the studio. I've, I've got my X-H2S that's always set up, ready to go. But if I can get, if I can match that footage when i when i'm on the road without having to bring the big the big guy uh then i'm i'm all for it so that's that's i very welcome addition, uh, addition and again with the ibis it's unlocking a whole new world where you don't have to put the camera on something necessarily stable like a tripod or anything that doesn't move now you can actually hopefully i uh, haven't tried it yet but if it's good enough uh, you can uh, do a bit of vlogging with it you can do a bit of a you know short type of stories then we will have to look at the 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 overheating and all this great stuff. But for now, I like this announcement a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be great. Um, and I'm sure TikTok's going to be enthusiastic over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about, what about some of the rumors that we did hear that were kind of far fetched? Uh, like for a little while, uh, there was talk that this camera was going to be full frame
1: hmm do you really think fuji will go there like i think we're, we're, we're we keep thinking about we keep talking about it every time we do a podcast but i the more i think about it you know apsc and uh i don't know how to call it large or or, or medium format that's that's their game right so why would they go full frame like that's i don't know i don't know if it makes business sense i agree with you
0: i think if they had. If they made this camera full frame, then that that's basically opening Pandora's box. What Once you make this full frame, then everything has to be full frame. Uh, and, and I don't think that's a headache they want to deal with uh, further down the road. I am 100% happy and glad uh, that they kept this APS-C. Because it's, it's, it's enough. It's, you know, and it's, I got to the point where I got tired of defending APSC c to, to people, you know, because, because whatever photographer you're going to encounter, um, you'll, you'll eventually hear, but it's not full frame. It's like, yeah. And it's also not medium yeah. format. It's also not large <laughs> format. Like. So what yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, the, it, it's fine. Uh, you know, if you're going to argue the Boca uh, on an APS-C, then, it, you know, it's old. If this is something that you're able to notice, then congratulations, you're, you're one of the few people, your target or audience is not going to care. Uh, yeah. And if you're shooting it at like F eight, it's not going to matter anyway. It, it's all going to look the same, um, or, or rather, you're not going to have that discernible difference. Uh, of course, people will argue that they can see it, and
1: they're yeah, but they they are the same people that go and pit a pixel and, and comment on on all the reviews and stuff and the micro yeah. contrast and all this great stuff, which is great because it's a whole industry and people buy cameras and upgrade because of that. Cool, cool on their part uh, for the business part. But for the professional uh, like you and the uh, traveler, world travelers like me and storytellers like me, we don't care about that stuff. Honestly, if if it's if it if it takes the image that we envisioned, uh, or if it you know serves clients and you make money out of it, I think you you can care less about the the size of the sensor. The one thing I do care about, and I want to hear you out on that, Mark. But where is our mono sensor? right I, I would have loved to see a monochrome version of that of that oh, ever yeah. size sensor that, uh, that 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 they go for yeah
0: i am so i'm of two minds of this because on, on the one hand they have to be looking at what pentax has done and and, and being able to see the the popularity of that camera uh, how much revenue they're pulling in with that camera um I mean, they probably have a better, better uh, understanding of it than, than we do. But, you know, they must have industry insiders that can see, you know, what what that kind of uh, market is calling for. Uh, because prior to that, there was only Leica, and Leica is kind of an anomaly in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Pentax, that's tangible results there. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's not out of the question still because had they released both cameras to the audience, then that might, I don't know if uh, if it would split the, I mean, it definitely would split the audience. I doubt people would buy both cameras. And I think they want to get the most bang for the buck for the X100 uh, the X106 and mm-hmm. maybe that's something that they announced next year. So then they could double dip.
1: Yeah. That's actually the, the Leica strategy. So, so usually they, they go with the, let's say the Leica Q2 and then the Leica Q2 monochrome comes in a year or year and a half later. So to yeah. Keep- to keep the love alive so um yeah no i again if there's one ca- camera company that can produce superb image quality that resemble you know film or whatever you want to call it um it's it's fujifilm again i think that that knowledge of producing film back then and having the acros uh, or acros i don't know i never know how to pronounce it <laughs> yeah uh, film sim is great but having a, a you know a sensor that wouldn't have that that color array on top of it uh would be uh would be magical because again very small cameras portable cameras um are are great you have it in your pocket you want to capture you want to do a full year of um black and white man i would go with that camera in my pocket every day you know again you 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 can use acros and, and and get around with it but uh, if you look at a monochrome sensor and for now it's the pentax and the leica there's something very unique to it and if you're into black and white your dedicated black and white shooter um i think it's worth it
0: i would be curious to see somebody using it effectively because i from from my vantage point and again i haven't exactly gone looking for it either but like anytime you see people testing the camera that, you know, anybody who's gotten it and posted images, they're not exactly using it to the best of their abilities. <laughs> like it, it's, it doesn't wow me. Um, As opposed to like, like, like say somebody like along the lines of like Kevin Mullins, who, who really tries to do as much black and white photography in his weddings. I, I'm just using, him as an example um and, and your black and white photography is freaking rock solid like i want to see something like that <laughs> being tested on, on on these cameras uh yeah. and again i may be missing it like I, oh let, let me rephrase that i am definitely missing it because uh I, i'm not exactly searching for those but if anybody out there has any links that they could send me, uh, of people using the, 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 the Pentax black and white camera effectively send it to me, uh, at gmail.com because I, I want to see it. I want to be convinced that this is a camera that I would invest in or, or in another word, want Fujifilm to, to, to make, um, so I'm I'm curious. I haven't exactly been sold on it so far, but that might change. It would be cool though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, I think we 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 agree that it needs to make business sense also for for the company. So I'm not sure. Again, to your point, I they need a bit more uh, information on on the potential market uh, market fit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is there. I mean, again, if Pentax is doing it. My God, the Fuji film seems like it's the the right choice uh but again we'll we'll, we'll see um something that would be cool is seeing a fuji film that's able to do infrared, kind of like air chrome mm. now that does not make business sense whatsoever it is no. something that would be a, a complete novelty totally um but I, i've seen some uh cool photographers uh that uh have been have been using that uh, i think uh jason from grainy days uh who we had on the show a while ago he he uses air chrome uh, or a variation of air chrome uh very frequently and and, and it's it's grown on me i i, I think it's cool
1: I I would have to try it out. Yeah, I've I've never tried it.
0: Neither have I. Uh, I am actually looking to have my X-T1 converted to infrared at some point, sometime uh, in in the next couple months. Nice. It's a little pricey, though. Uh, So uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for it right now. having a dedicated camera like uh, an X100, that'd be pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so let's see. What else did did we make uh, that, that, that we get from this? The update to the LCD screen. It, it didn't see too much updates, but one of the things that I am going to be taking advantage of is the fact that it could tilt a little bit further.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: That is super cool i don't know how many times i've needed that extra oomph on the tilt uh especially during weddings if there's a huge crowd and getting that uh alley-oop by raising the camera that that comes in handy and being able to uh have that up there is uh really nice
1: yeah, it's uh, it's it's again. It's small details like that that makes the 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 product experience uh, so uh, so great when you use it long periods of time.
0: Now, are you happy that they, for the most part, left the screen as is? Did you want to see something like the XE four had, or um, did you want to have something like uh, the X XT four?
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the, I I wouldn't. I would not have appreciated a, a a full like tilt on the side or or a flip on the side type of screen. I think this is not the camera for it. Yeah, um, the tilt up, like the X E four is is an interesting concept, and I would see some people use it on the on the X one hundred six. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what decision made. Like, what's the thought process here? Like, why do they put it on a on the XC4, not on the X100 series? It's a, it's a good question. I don't think people will miss it that much. I don't think that this is the, again, the the, the vlogging camera and the selfie, uh, the ultimate selfie camera. Although if you look at the TikTok and Instagram, it'll tell you otherwise. But I think if you look <laughs> at the real world views, um, it's more of a behind the camera type of, of camera. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been interesting to have the ability to bring it up but then build quality and weather sealing, maybe that's that know, would probably. have been a factor, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I'll say this. I had the XE4. I thought I would use that function a lot. I really didn't. Mm. It was it was okay at best. I I what I used more than flipping it all the way up was that you can extend. The screen a little bit further out horizontally, yeah, because it needed that extra space to flip up. That's something I used more than the actual flipping up. Um, but yeah, I I, I I I like the current screen as is. I think uh, that's the way to go. Although for a little while I thought I would want the XC4
1: type screen but yeah for me it's the fact that it's super flush to the to the side of the camera so that I, I think they've been able to keep it in this design you don't even see it when it's closed or when it's in the you know vertical position that I really appreciate uh, yeah. I will even say this like I wasn't able to do that on their Q3 there's a you know big portion of a big chunk of it that actually protrudes from the from being flat so uh kudos, kudos to the designers Sorry? I'm actually really surprised about
0: that. I, I heard that uh, uh, last week and I thought that was something that uh, it just doesn't seem very like a like.
1: Well, it's, I think they went for the durability and very, very solid. Like it's actually hard to, to pull it up versus, I guess, the, the Fuji that's a bit smaller. You know, some might say a bit more flimsy, but uh, I've never seen any problem with the. Previous design. So I, I haven't seen yeah. a lot of broken screen. I know that the X Pro 3 had a problem, <laughs> to say the least, with those oh, two yeah. screens. But um, or one out for the X Pro 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so one of the things that I've noticed that people have been uh really disappointed in is that they don't have the the button D-pad. It's just, it's still the joystick. Mm-hmm. Uh is that something that you've missed? Uh, ever since they made the the version five, have you missed the D pad?
1: It's it's funny you ask because it's these cameras, the, these rangefinder style cameras, I don't miss when there's no like D-pad or or more buttons or assignable buttons and so on. I think the when I'm in that mindset, I'm okay with a very simplified product experience. When I'm on my big cameras, I will like on my XH2S or other cameras I have uh, that are more for like workhorse and and videos and so on, that I I appreciate every single buttons and dials I have because I want to be able to, you know, go from one setting to the other to the other very fast. On yeah. on the X, one hundred I actually prefer uh, to have less button. I think less is more on these type of cameras. Less decisions to make. Um, if you absolutely want to assign something you can even use the screen the touchscreen to do it uh, what you used to do with the D-pad and that joystick yeah it could could be probably could be a bit more sturdy or a bit better but it works and for me again it's less button to care about less button to assign less less button to remember what you assigned it to and so on and so forth so for me that 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 works perfectly and again it's weird because my my brain works like that if it's a rangefinder camera or rangefinder style in that case for x100 I prefer less button. And if it's a big video type camera, then I then I want as much button as I can. <laughs> totally.
0: So are you, did you pre-order?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I have too many cameras, Mark. It's always <laughs> the same problem. <laughs> Do you have the version five? I I, I had the version fives and a uh, five, and I had it two times to say, uh, to tell you the whole story. And um, but no, I I I, I sold it um, because uh, it was uh, interesting to sell an X100V uh, 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 over the past uh, two two years, as you know. Yeah. Um, and I had again so many so many other cameras that I was using, but uh, this one I'm actually I'm actually interested to to testing it out first. So I do have one that's coming in from Fujifilm Canada. Nice. Uh, to be able to review and to test and to share my thoughts. But, um, yeah, maybe it's dangerous and I, and then I want one, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, let you know, I'll let you know how that goes.
0: Right on. Oh my God. I, I, I was, I was hooked uh, again. I, I know I've sent said this endlessly, but, uh, I, I do regret selling my, uh, X 100 V and, uh, by the time it was, I was ready to buy it
1: again, I couldn't and, uh, say V. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Well, Mark, uh, I've, been, I've been using. I think we discussed that on previous episodes, but I've been using the X100 series since the, the first one, 2011, yeah. and I've used pretty much did I use all of it. Yeah, every single iteration of them. So I, I have to, <laughs> I have to have it at least at least for a couple months or a year. You know, like just to to be able to uh, to shoot it and and appreciate all the improvements that they made. And I'm pretty sure this is something we haven't touched uh, on, but, uh, man, this camera will keep its value for, I'm pretty sure, uh, a, a long time because it's as good as the previous one, if not better, with all these improvements. And it's just a, it's just a cool camera that people want.
0: Totally. It's it's going to, it, it's not going to be like a price, but it'll be like a like in that respect. Uh, you know what? I never used the F. I've used all versions of the X100 except for the F.
1: Yeah, the F was um, it was great. And the lens, actually, some people are now looking for an F because it was the previous 23 millimeter lens, right? So it's softer at F2. But as you know, a lot of people are looking for that. Yeah. A softer look, grainy look, and and then to be different because now these days everything is so sharp so clean so high res and high megapixel and lenses that are resolving to 40 megapixel all this great stuff but the f i think is a good deal these days like if you can find one and it's still a very very good camera i truly enjoyed my my x100 f and when i got the x100 uh, v i was uh sometimes like oh but I was looking at the the older files. I'm like, there's something unique about that. The one that I re- less, uh, the original one was just a, you know, just a something so unique. And I was so happy to have that little camera. Yeah. Was good. But the, the T, um, that one, I, 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 the autofocus was horrible <laughs> and the, the, the experience was not that great. That that's the one that I, that I, I don't regret selling, but, uh, all the other ones that if I could have, I would have kept them. Totally. Uh, I
0: owned the original X-100, I owned the T, and I owned the V. And then, knock on wood, I will own the Uh, 6. Yeah, you know, the T was, for for all its flaws, that one, I, I have a soft spot for it, because that was the camera that allowed me to use Fujifilm from start to finish for a wedding. Like I was always afraid of the autofocus issue because back then, of you know, the autofocus was still getting better and better. Wow. Uh, and, but there were certain moments where it was lacking and I really had a hard time believing in myself that I could use the camera from start to finish. And then when I was helping a colleague with a wedding for some reason, he wasn't there for the bride coming down the aisle. He was in another section <clears throat> and I was there but I did not have the right lens on my Canon and I was like, oh shit, what, what am I going to do? And, and then I busted out the, the X100 and I was able to do it and that 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 clicked in my head that oh, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, 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 was, such important it was an moment. aha moment that made me go from the Canon autofocus to the Fujifilm autofocus,
1: and uh,
0: yeah, that that was that was my uh, hero moment, I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, we just have to recognize that this is probably one of the most important camera in the history of modern cameras. Like, honestly, if you if you think about the impact that it had on so many photographers. And I'm not saying like people who switch to Fujifilm like like you and me uh, back then, I'm saying like the the sheer amount of um, attention that that camera got because it was so unique when people were using big DSLRs back then and they came to the market with that very innovative little gem of a camera, but they kept improving it. They kept releasing, you know, very solid versions. So I think we have to recognize that this is probably why Fujifilm is still around today and still healthy and still has a business that is recognized around the world as probably one of the most successful camera brands out there i yeah. know uh, it's not sony levels in terms of sales and so on and so forth but they've they've been able to be the the camera that you know i'm sure a lot of Photographers secretly desire, but they they just like oh, but I need I need I need my Canon R whatever R five to do yeah. to do the job because if it's not a full frame it goes back to your point your earlier point, but when, once you try it, you're like oh okay, so it's actually not that bad. It's actually pretty good and so small, so light. I can use it everywhere. Um, you know any type of situation. I mean, again, you, you mentioned Kevin Mullins. He, he shot entire weddings with that camera, so. It's uh, such an important camera.
0: And I get it. Like, there are certain things that Fujifilm is still behind on. Uh, Can you do wildlife? Can you do, uh, you you know, the extreme weather? Probably. But, you know, the canon is a little bit more built for for that kind of environment. Like, it's... So I get it, like, like why 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 some people still need to be on those uh, camera systems, but you're right the the Fujifilm system, while it's not for everybody, it's kind of for everybody. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's the camera that you can use when you're not using the other camera systems. Um, it, it, it's. It's that breath of fresh air. Um, if, if you need it, it's, oh man, I am horrible with my analogies, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I it's exactly what I need. Yeah. I guess we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that came out and that's the current rumor is that, the X Pro line will not be announced this year.
1: Hmm. A lot of sad faces.
0: You know i I have a theory. Uh, and, and just looking back at the the past couple of years, I think, and again, pure speculation on my part, uh, but I think Fujifilm has now. After the ap- epidemic, after all the, the the parts shortages, I think they found their groove in how they're going to release their cameras, and I have a feeling that they will announce one, uh, not not necessarily pro line, but one flagship camera in the year, and then whatever secondary camera mm. they have. So. If you're looking at flagship X100 flagship camera, XH series flagship camera, XT mm-hmm. series the flagship camera and the X pro flagship, the secondary markets are like the XS XS series, the XT 10, 20, 30, all that uh, jazz, mm-hmm. uh, the X100 series line, the XE series, those are all like secondary cameras. And of course the GFX has is it, it, its line And I, I don't know if you would consider like the S model secondary, but compared to the X100, it, it kind of is. Uh, so what I'm thinking is, we had the XH come out uh, a, a, a couple times uh, a couple uh, a few years ago. And then we had the GFX 100 that came out and then they had like some minor updates. Uh, the XS20 was, was released. This year it's the X100 release and then later down the uh, uh, th- this year we I think it's rumored that the GFX 100S will be released and the X T 30 will be X T 40 will be released or whatever number they decide to use. And then maybe next year we'll see an X pro line
1: and then some secondary cameras come out. Hmm. But it's been a while for the X pro tree.
0: Yeah. I think that had such a Rocky yeah. launch that I think they want to just make it do just do it. Right. Mm hmm. They 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 want to take any any doubt out of anybody's mind (laughs) about the camera. Yeah, but anyway, that's how I think the cameras will be released from here on for for the foreseeable future.
1: I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty good uh, pretty good uh. Roadmap that you've got there. Maybe you should send it to, to Fujifilm and say, hey, this is how you should release cameras.
0: <laughs> because that's how
1: <laughs> the podcast host in the States. Yeah, yeah. we'll listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but jokes aside, uh, it's it's it makes sense because um again, the the problems that they had with the production lines and so on and so forth they have to be able to plan these things very very well in advance yeah. and also um plan the demand which they've got wrong <laughs> for a couple of the those cameras and again it's hard when you're a manufacturer to predict sales very precisely but i think they've got enough experience and, and user feedback um to either you know be more precise in the way they, they evaluate that or to your point to come back with a camera that they 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 pretty sure that it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna sell, you know, like the, the x pro was more of a, a conceptual camera that, uh, you know, was more about making a statement, I think, versus, uh, trying to sell as much as you can.
0: And you don't but, want it to cannibalize anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Cause like you said the, to your point, you know, you, you spend all that money in R and D and parts, and, and then it, it sits on a shelf. Because somebody is grabbing the other version, I think with the release of the XH two uh, a few years ago, I think that was a smart move, spacing everything out, a- a- and ever since then they've been they've been doing pretty well. I mean, yes, people are clamoring for the other cameras, but you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> That weight will just, yeah, be all the sweeter when uh, they, they they finally release the the camera.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward for an X Pro Four, but I, again, I might not be the uh, the usual Fujifilm customer.
0: <laughs> I really like the uh, the X Pro series. Uh, if I got the internals out of an XT Five in an X Pro, I, I would make the switch in a second. I'm using the XT5 out of necessity rather than
1: uh, what what I really want. So. Well, the proof it's it's uh, the, the the proof that it's possible is right there in front of us. You know, X100. So so the they can make everything work in a very small type of body rangefinder style. Um, yes, you would have to have the interchangeable lenses, but um, yeah, and that Ibis system is small enough that. Uh, that body shape is 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 small enough. Of course, I would for an X Pro. It it has to be the bigger battery. Like I, I, if they come back with that that same battery that they they put in the X one hundred six, that's been around for years. That that would not be a smart move. But
0: um, oh yeah, that would kill it. No, the 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 next X Pro. I, I I could that I will I I will guarantee <laughs> the the better battery will go into that one. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, cool. So I can't, I can't wait to, to to have it in my hands and uh, start shooting with it. it, it it's, it's something that I've missed. I really thought when I sold my X100V that the XE4 would, would, would easily replace it. Uh, the X100 is something that I carried with me everywhere. And I just did not do the same with the XE4. I thought I would, but I didn't, for whatever reason. It, it, it just, even though it was a smaller camera, it just didn't click. Not like the X100 did.
1: Same for me, man. I sold my XE4 after I don't know two months, three months of owning it. It's uh, I had the same dream as you, same aspiration. Like, hey. Here's an interchangeable, type, it's like the best of X-Pro and, and X-100, but uh, yeah. no, it didn't didn't click with me either. And then I ended up getting a, a grip because it was too small. Like it's, Honestly, it's uh, there's there's a reason why X-100 is so popular. It just is unique and also there's something about it that makes you want to go out and, and shoot with it, which is not the case for a lot of cameras on the market, I, I will tell you this.
0: Yeah, I I really had to. Um. Yeah, yeah. I wh- while I did go out shooting with the with the XE four, it ju- it just didn't feel the same. Um, not to say I didn't enjoy myself or anything like that, but like the the spontaneity that the X one hundred can instill just feels it's just more. Let's just put it that way. I had nothing but good things to say about the X-E4, but it just, it was an eight instead of a 10.
1: <laughs> For me, it felt like a toy. Honestly, it really felt like a toy in my hands. Maybe I have a bit uh, bigger hands, but uh, it, it was, it, this is the, I understood the, then the the limit of uh, size of the camera. Like the Ricoh GR, I tried it too. Um, and those things are too small, man. <laughs> For me, I need a bit of a bigger body and the X100 is, is is sitting there right in the sweet spot. so that that's why yeah, I always tend to go back to the X100 slash X pro type of uh of bodies. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think moving forward, I will I I probably won't get another XE series camera. I think I was really hung up on my experience with the XE2 because that was a camera that I really enjoyed and then I skipped the 3 but my brother had the 3 and he had a good time with it and so when the 4 came around I I think I was just really nostalgic of the 2 and
1: I thought that would translate but it just didn't mm. Well, all of that will be forgotten. Mark, when you get your X 106, you'll be able to live a totally new life and forget the past.
0: (laughs) Which one do you think that I'll get like right now? I have it on order as just the first available. Do you think I'll get the, the silver will be available
1: or will the black? I am making a bet. And so we'll have to go back on the podcast to chat about it. But I'm, I have a feeling you're getting the black one. I don't know why. You know what? I, if both are available, I would lean towards the black. Really? Yeah. So le- less uh, hipster, uh, fancy, more, you know, discreet street photographer. Type yep.
0: of okay. I think the that, that's exactly why. I don't want to be recognized with the camera. Yeah. I, I think that the silver would draw a lot of attention. Um, but if silver is all they have, then
1: silver is what I'll take. <laughs> I think you'll take great pictures with either or <laughs> totally, totally. Um,
0: right on, man. The, this was a great conversation. Uh,
1: dude, why do not you tell the world where they can find you on the web as, as we wrap things up? Sure thing. Um, You can actually watch a lot of Fujifilm content on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Fred Ranger. I also have a podcast uh, at uh, the visual storytelling podcast.com. And also I'm on all the platforms. My name is Fred Ranger. So that's pretty much uh, where you can find me. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, Again, we, we, this is our tradition where a new camera comes out. I have you on. Uh, and of course, anything that you you, you make uh, with your with your zines and, and your posts, you're more than welcome to come back on and talk shop because you know, your photography is amazing. And every now and then we we uh, we talk hockey <laughs> with our <laughs> rival rival
1: old teams. Although my team is uh, not doing so great uh, this year, so maybe we don't talk about hockey for for, for one or two years. Give us uh, give us one or two years in Montreal. <laughs> it's a it's a rebuilding year. <laughs> yeah, it's been like that for a couple of years, but still, yeah, we're still in the process. <laughs> <It's counting. laughs> yeah. They're going through their own X Pro Three phase. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It looks a lot like that. They have a, a a tilt screen that goes down. They don't know why. And anyways, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs>
0: it's
1: it's always a pleasure to come on the show and uh, I guess next time we speak uh, you will have your X106 I will have been able to test it uh, on my end so I guess we'll have a lot to to share on our, on our impressions can't wait to talk about it for sure
0: thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to see you back next week I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fujilove Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to Fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, X-Mark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.